I got it stuck in your head now. Ha 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 ha. You're welcome. Did you just go from one Lin Manuel Miranda song to like another? Yep. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Start the show. What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. That means it is time for the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics, and we are here to talk about movies and all kinds of fun stuff or another. I don't need the headphones anymore because we've switched the screen over. Anyways, I am Robert Adams, and you? Yeah, you're like DJ uh, Robert Callet <laughs> over there. Another one. Another one, and another, another one, one, and another one. My name's Chris Adams. We are doing the 20th episode of the tagline. This is episode number 20. Uh, so this is episode 20, and this is 21 weeks into this. It's about we time we start week. We start figuring out uh, what we're doing for episode 100. Yeah, I mean, we're getting pretty close to this. Based I mean, on how we plan out things, it's probably best if we start planning out what we're doing. That's right. So we're on episode 20, planning out our centennial already. Yep. Or, well, that's 100 years, so that doesn't make sense. Whatever. We're here to talk about movies, not here to talk about math. Uh, yeah, uh, man. Oh, oh man. It's oh, been a fun oh, week. Oh, oh, what are you doing? I'm, uh, t- tweeting that we're live because I keep forgetting to do that before we actually <laughs> go live. That's right, y'all. We are live. We're live. If you're not um, in here, get in here. And if you are in here, then you don't have to worry about it because you already know. Speaking of which, I found, like, quite possibly the most perfect gadget that would help us with that, where all you have to do is just push a button and it, like, sends out to Twitter, hey, we're live, get on in here. Like, that would be fantastic. I want to get this device because there's a whole bunch of fun things that would be a blast to play with. So anyone who's watching that uh, wants to do, like, YouTube channel stuff or whatever, I want to play with this device, and if it does what I think it's going to do, I will, like, I'll talk about it for free. Is it the same thing you've been talking about? It is, actually. Nice. <laughs> I don't have, like, I've been researching this thing for, like, the past couple of weeks. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to make it sound like I just now discovered it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm eager to play with this thing once I can get it, and I think it's going to do great for live stream shows. Awesome. Well, uh, first off, before we get started here, I want to talk about tonight's sponsor. Tonight's sponsor is the color blue. Um, like it is every night. Uh, as you can see, everything's blue. Our frame is blue. Curtains are blue. My shirt is blue. And I'm enjoying a nice blue lemonade drink. Nice pop. That was a good popping sound. It's going to work very well for our audio listeners. That's right. We're on audio now. Oh, yeah. If you uh, didn't know the last few weeks, I forgot to shake this first. <laughs> if oh, you didn't know these last few weeks, we've been talking always about... Always shake your blue. Always shake my... What? I don't know. We're on audio now, guys. We are on Spotify. We're on the Apple. We're on the Google. We're on the everywhere you can get your podcasts. It is. Oh, I'm cracking my voice. We're on. Uh, we're on. We're just doing podcasts now. So how's puberty working for you? It's uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty soon you're gonna get hair in weird yeah, places. Well, start thinking about girls. A few whiskers on my chin. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's an old joke that I just made. Old, like, very old. That one has been a joke. I forgot where I've heard that from. The 80s called. They want your joke back. I mean, that's almost a joke. I believe I may have heard it from back in the 80s. 
<laughs> I old. like that joke. I feel like it's a good classic joke, but I just now realize when saying it this time, like, whoo, that's going to be dated pretty soon. Like, you're going to get hair in weird places and start thinking about girls. You don't have to necessarily be thinking about girls. I don't want to say that when you go through puberty, that's what happens. <laughs> but you do have to get hair in weird places. But you that, do have that, to get hair in weird that places. That happens to legitimately everybody. Pretty much. Sometimes. Welcome to the Cinefanatics, where we talk about uh, body hair, hormones, and what happens to you when you reach a certain age in life. Shave them pubes. Uh, really? Not sponsored by Man- Manscaped yet. No. Oh, okay. So we don't have to talk about pube shaving now. Uh, that'll come. Everybody later. who's in our chat right now just left. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, oh, tell me more about what to and do with pubes. Everybody who's on the podcast just gave us a bad rating on Apple. <laughs> Which reminds me, guys, <laughs> if you're on the Apple podcast, give us a good rating. That way we can get our uh, show in front of more ears. Is that how? In front of more ears? I guess that's how podcasting works, honestly. And you can see us on YouTube. Uh, so and we need to get a new table. We need to get a new table. Because so, every time I bump it, I'm afraid that we're going to spill everything. Speaking of all these changes we want to make, uh, feel free to drop your questions down in the Streamlabs, <laughs> which is over there above his head. Uh, drop us some questions, anything you want to talk about. Uh, this I will go. I will preface this show right off the bat. This is going to be, I would say, I feel like out of all the shows we've done so far in the 20 shows we have done, this is probably going to be one of the most fan-driven shows later in this episode. Yep. uh, Because we're going to want some feedback. We're going to interact, and it's a lot of what we have. Okay. It's feedback. Oh, that was some bad feedback. Uh, what we're going to be doing, what our plan is, is for y'all to throw out recommendations that don't necessarily need to come out, come through Streamlabs or Super Chat. But if you go through the it'll get our attention. Oh, we don't have a Schmobot. We don't have a Schmobot. We don't have a bot. Uh, but there's going to be some interaction, so stick around for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But if you have questions, comments, anything else you want to say, please help us out. We just mentioned a couple of things that we actually do honestly want to pick up. We need fundage for that. Uh, go to Streamlabs. Super Chat is okay. We prefer Streamlabs if at all possible. Also, hop on the Patreon. The link's right there above my head. Uh, we've got some stuff coming on Patreon pretty soon. Uh, I think something was crawling on me. The, yeah, that happens. Yeah. We're in a cheap apartment. I don't know. Uh, this yeah. really is right here. This is like the nicest part of our apartment. <laughs> that that and the whole wall that's back over not here. Not true. My bathroom is a luxury. Yeah. That and the whole uh, wall over here that's covered by a giant green sheet so we can have a green screen. Right. Uh, anyways, and that Joker poster in our normal videos is pretty nice, too. It's pretty, um, pretty freaking sweet. Um, so one of the things that we're going to do, honestly, on our Patreon, let's just pop that out real quick, is that uh, we're going to do a movie watch along this month. I meant to talk to you that before we went live, so we could try to figure out exactly what movie we're going to do before we went live tonight. Are we not doing Demolition Man? It's not streaming anywhere. Ah, dang it. That's been the problem with doing Demolition Man this entire time. It's (laughs) not streaming anywhere. Uh, So here's the thing. Uh, Subconsciously, what I'm trying to do is I'm going to keep mentioning Demolition Man. So when we finally get Demolition Man streaming somewhere, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Demolition Man equals Cinefanatics. We want to hop on the Patreon and see that one. I don't know why you're so dead set on Demolition Man. Because that one's going to be... all the movies. I have a lot of fun watching that movie it's gonna be by great. myself. It's going to be great, guys, because what's going to happen is halfway through the movie, he's going to actually demonstrate how to use the three seashells. Oh, yeah. Graphically and up close. So, that's right. If you're listening on audio, we don't do movie watch-alongs on audio because it's on our Patreon. It's on video. So, you're going to want to head over to our Patreon and actually check out him... Uh, You'll see it. I'm pretty sure the audio of that was going to be like, oh, 
Oh, uh, please stop! Uh, please, oh god, you need uh, to, you need to stop that right now. Uh, you you need to stop <laughs> all of that right this instant. <laughs> Got to get that last one in. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyway, yeah, we need to come up with the movie for this month. I don't know if we want to do like come up with five of them and then just drop it in a poll on the Patreon, or if we oh. want to just decide one. So I know that. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is streaming somewhere, and that was supposedly coming up, the third one, in the That's, theater pretty soon. No, it's uh, not. We will probably get into this kind of a subject it's, in a little while. It's but not coming. Yeah, it's probably not coming. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about that some more in a little bit. Dead air. Good <laughs> job. Yeah. Um. Let me see. What else do we need to cover? Uh. Okay. Uh. I think that covers, like, the opening. Uh. How's your week been? He says inquisitively while sipping his unsweetened tea because he's a rebel. You're a freaking weirdo. I don't know. For some reason, I've been on an unsweetened tea kick lately. Why did? First of all, because hold, it's, hold, hold it's the zero calories. Phone, y'all. The heck are you doing? Drinking unsweet tea in, in mother flipping Texas. Saving some calories. You are a disgrace. I know. You were born in the North, weren't you? I was. You were. I was. Get the heck out of my state. Why are you you're asking that? And you very well know. You are I the w- first member I of want this you, actual family. Because I want you to out loud admit it. Publicly shame me? Publicly shaming you because you're, you're drinking unsweet tea and we live in Texas. What's wrong with you? I, I think I feel pretty safe knowing that the, what, we got like 10 people watching right now with 10 likes. Fantastic, y'all. Good job. The 10 people watching right now are probably not going to use like this kind of information to steal my identity. I was born in Idaho. Like, uh, you can understand my, my love for potatoes, but. Look, we've got two unlikes now. Yeah. We've got two dislikes now because you <laughs> drink you hit dislike. Tea. I can neither confirm nor deny that one of those is me. You hit dislike on our own video. I'm confused as to who the other person is because they had the same joke as I did, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. now now we switch back to ten likes, but we still have one dislike. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm at, sorry. I'm like, at nine likes and two dislikes. What the heck? I don't know. Here, there we go. Let's so I was We're born good. in Idaho, but I got here as fast as uh, my parents would get Son, me here. Son, only two things come from Idaho. Potatoes and potatoes. Potatoes and your potato face. <laughs> well, that, that's that's true. Uh, <laughs> Alex asked <laughs> who disliked these two amazing people. That's not what she said. She said who the... Hey. Oh. oh, okay. Thank you, Alex, for... Watch your mouth. ...saying what needs to be said in those key moments. Anyways, one of them was me. I disliked myself. That's called self- self-deprecating humor, guys. Yeah. We're going to get better at that. Uh, one thing else I, I wanted to... Uh, I just now remembered. Um, if any of y'all who are watching this, especially y'all watching this live right now, we have noticed when going back and rewatching yeah. the tagline episodes, uh, at least from a couple of our devices, a couple of our computers that we're watching it from. Really just our desktops and our laptops. Yeah, uh, which are Mac, our desktop, laptops, they're all Mac computers. Uh, there is a delay between, well, you know what delay means. Between the mouth moving and you hearing it, uh, the audio people they see everything perfectly fine. Uh, but there was a delay. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old Godzilla movie. Just <laughs> that's the way they were. Old Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Anyways, there's a lot of, de- from what we're able to see, at least on those devices, like my my phone, I don't see a delay at all. But yeah. uh, on some devices, I'm noticing there's a delay. Are you seeing a delay right now, live? As this is airing, is there any kind of a delay, or is this playing exactly how it looks on my mouth moving? Exactly how it looks. Don't throw them off. You're messing it up. <laughs> exactly how it looks on your mouth moving. Sure. You sentence just the best. I sentence awesomely. Why use many word when few word do trick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the that office joke. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll, I I kind of want to get that feedback. Uh, those of y'all in the chat love the feedback that y'all are able to give us. Uh, and already we've got a lot of people already hanging out in the chat. Uh, first of all, right off the bat, thank you. Thank you all for being in our chat and helping to support us. That's what's going to help grow this channel. Uh, I know Christian Harloff on the Schmodown page earlier today put down, like, uh, what is your after show podcast? Unfortunately, it was limited to only one vote. Yep. So to those of you who voted for us, thank you. To those of you who voted for someone else but still dropped uh, our name in, in the, comment. the comments down below, thank you for that as well. I know – like with us, there's a lot of y'all. I say y'all because I know that our chat is primarily filled with a you lot of Smodown fans. You also say y'all because we're from Texas. Yeah, well, because I'm from Why Texas. Why do you drink unsweet tea? Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of y'all also are either a part of like another Schmodown-related podcast or another YouTube channel that... If you were able to, you would vote for like everyone. We would all vote for like everyone because... There's a lot of good channels out there. We right love now. each other. We, I mean, Yay. we absolutely do, uh, and it's great the support that that the Schmodown community has. Um, and Brian Nussbaum's the true hero there, dropping our name into the poll. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, was he the one that put it on there? Yeah. I saw. I saw it. Earlier. Here's the thing. I like. I as much as an egomaniac as I am, I'm not the type of person that's like I'm gonna put my own name on the poll. I don't want to do that. So, uh, Brian, thank you for doing that very much. Thank you, um, sir. I'm also not voting for myself in any of these polls. I yeah, really I don't vote for myself on them either. I might have done it before. I don't really remember, but and, I'm not doing it ever again. And I do want to quickly mention, <laughs> just because we're not – no offense. I mean, we can see who all like is voting for each person for the most part. We're really spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, <laughs> no offense. If you're voting for yourself, cool. Do it. That, absolutely no problem. I, I just don't want to do it, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh I think we've been doing this for long enough now that it's I like utilizing whatever uh, platform we have within the community now to actually highlight those who are also coming up and are where we were at what two years ago or something now. Mm-hmm. Good lord, it's been that long. Everyone, um, everyone's saying that like I got Partis is saying no delay. Yeah, everyone's saying we're good. Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown. Who, whichever one of those guys that is, probably Shug. It's usually Shug. They're saying look good, guys. So yeah, ev- uh, I mean we're not. Yep, no delay. All That's right, fantastic. We're good. Um, so yeah, how was the rest of your week, <laughs> or whatever else you want to talk about, real quick? Yeah. So real quick, uh, that is one thing that we are actually wanting to highlight real quick because that's a little bit of a, a schmodown talk. We're not going to be doing so much of that anymore on the tagline. This show is now going to oh. be strictly, primarily movie speak, movie talk, movie like news, uh, fun and games, fun and, and chatting with you guys in the chat, kind of like talking about fun stuff with y'all. Uh, Schmodown stuff uh, we are going to now be putting towards our uh, live reactions that we're about to start doing uh, which is really interesting because what's going to happen is and I, I'm saying this now we might actually 
I don't know. We might do something different a little bit later because of these pay-per-view matches coming up. We have to pre-record those, but we're going to be yeah. doing live reactions starting with the semifinals in Schmodown this Thursday. Thursday. Two days. And uh, we have the one and only Eric Rodriguez, Nerd Chronic editor of the Schmodown, who's going to be jumping in there and hanging out with us during that. Hopefully he can give us a little bit of fun insight behind on the match and everything, maybe while he was editing it and all sorts of stuff. So that's yeah. going to be fun. Basically, um, the, the idea behind this is we're revamping reactions. Instead, yeah. instead, I think, well, we have spent enough time doing just the two of us sitting on the couch just and the two of us yeah and giving our our thoughts feelings and opinions we and i react think, to it if we try just and and i think while that was a good setup that was like again that was the og way of reacting uh because that's what uh late to the party also started doing and the new normal is we're all doing everything virtually now the new normals we're doing everything virtually but i hate I that wanna, phrase by the way the new normal uh, yeah I, it's temporary everything is temporary yeah well, it's long temporary, but it's a temporary. This is this is going to become our new normal for reactions, with the exception of certain ones, like you're saying, these pay per view matches that yeah. are coming. The way the pay per view matches are dropping, we, we can't do those live. We want to watch them, and we don't want to wait till they pop up on on public on Facebook or not Facebook on YouTube because the the information from those matches is going to get out before then. Yeah, uh, and it would so, ruin the reaction. So. We're going to start doing live reactions where we can interact with the chat. Chat can play along as well. Um, and what we're aiming for with these live reactions is we're going to have a guest reacting with us. As much as possible. As much as possible. This What we've got coming up, the singles tournament, where we have like four matches a week. I don't know if that's going to be feasible to get we, a guest on there, depending on how the, the yeah, actual format right now, that is. Right now, we're waiting to see if it's actually like four videos a week or if they're doing two. I imagine that they're going to be doing two videos because they have to put put one up for Patreon, mm-hmm. and then one will drop like normal. Uh, that being said, if it's two matches per video, that's a two-hour video, and there's not a whole lot of time to really like break down anything with a guest. So yeah. we'll have to see how that all plays out. For the first couple of weeks of the singles tournament, We might it might still just be the two of us, just because that's that's how it is. Um, outside of that, though, we, uh, we do plan on trying to get guests as much as possible. That might mean a Schmodown personality of some sort. Uh, that might mean some people who might end up being in the Schmodown at some point. Or that might be uh, someone from other after shows who we want to highlight and kind of help show off their show and everything too. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, and I don't mean to sound make this sound bad because no judgment at all they whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> like, I, I want to be able to put other people on besides just like Schmodown personalities. So whether you run like another movie YouTube channel, I don't know why you thought that would sound bad. Or well, because there's some that like a lot of it. That they get a lot of guests that are primarily Schmodown people on there. Um, which some of them I understand the reason why. Again, nothing, nothing bad about that. Not judging at all whatsoever. Just. I want I want to expand. I want to have more people who are interested in movies. Uh, potentially, here's the idea with it. Actually, is get people who uh, every once in a while may not necessarily be Schmodown related, yep. just because it may help bring more people in. We had a uh, was a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or so. I don't know. However long ago it was time is time a is a con- time is a construct. <laughs> uh, we had Sean Chandler on this very show. Uh, he's a very popular person in the YouTube movie content frame, which we'll yep. talk about YouTube movie channels again. I'm starting to find your catchphrase. I'm going to bring up something that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. 
Yeah. Uh, but we had him on because ample opportunity to segue, and we never do it. He's he's talking. He's he talks about movies, and he's going to be a future contestant on Schmodown. So yeah. he's not a Schmodown personality yet. There's a very good chance he'll be entered into the draft, just because we've publicly seen a conversation between him and Christian on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's where I want to like start reaching out for yep. is like get some Schmodown people to talk about Schmodown matches, but also get like some fans or other people doing podcasts and yeah, stuff. That's right. We might get some actual fans too. I don't know. There's there's ample opportunity to do a lot of fun stuff with our reactions. Mm-hmm. Might be a Patreon. I don't know. I we haven't talked about I'm that. Throwing out ideas live. Anyway, yeah. Please don't. Um, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> People are going to start expecting things that I'm going to be like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, anyway, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff with those. There's going to be like, like we said, it's a complete format change. There's going to be some reacting, but there's probably going to be like some pausing and stopping and kind of analyzing some of the game. There's going to be a lot of uh, fun stuff. I don't know if we're going to like dive deep into that kind of stuff with our first one with Eric, because we are going to be doing... We're going to be doing like the end of this inner geekdom tournament as kind of like the trial test run for it. Yeah. And then once we really dive into it during the singles tournament, once we actually move forward completely with it, uh, we're going to have like a title for it, an, an actual name for that type of after show. And I want to start working on like a, like a, a video graphic to start it, a video graphic to end it. I want to make this look like an actual show. And that's what's going to happen. This is going to happen with the tagline too. It's probably going to happen with the tagline first. We already yeah. got like our intro with that little video and stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working on more than just that. So you're seeing this channel grow right before your very eyes. Yeah, so what that means is, and I put this up on the uh, Facebook group earlier, if you are somebody who is looking at all the after shows and your eyes are not on Cinefanatics right now, you are going to be severely missing out on all the great stuff we've got planned coming up. Yeah. Uh, real quick. But I wanna... you're all here right now, so you guys aren't who I'm talking about. No. <laughs> uh, I'll go back real quick and... Uh, we have a super chat from Movie Fenobi saying, my, "Oh yeah, my condolences on your video chronic quiz loss, younger Adams. You have tasted the fe- the defeat of older Adams." Yeah, I, I I've been defeated on video chronic quizzes. Thanks, Movie Fenobi. I am. He's just now got over that. Just now trying to get over that. So that's what you get for putting da 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 da. Shut up. Back in people's heads. Shut up. Listen here, Steve. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, no. Uh, that one was rough because uh, I watched. It, so they're so they're doing the uh, the Christmas in July quizzes over there on Video Drew's channel, which is hilarious to me. Which is should do Die Hard because that actually well that thing that came out in June, but close enough. That's not a bag I want to open right now. Um. Anyway, they uh, did the quiz on Santa Claus, which is my favorite Christmas movie. That's the one I typically try to watch. Every single year, mm-hmm. so I know that movie pretty dang well because I've been watching it every single year since what 1994. So you you're looking at uh, somebody who thought they would pr- do pretty well in that quiz. As it turns out, what was my folly for that was everybody thought they would do pretty well in that quiz. No, it's not even like everybody else. Everybody else was nailing it just as well. The problem is, is that I. Uh, I didn't put down the thing that was in my head and I should have because it was the correct answer. And then on top of that, I didn't ask for the multiple choice. Should have. These are just your common rookie mistakes. I'm glad I'm getting them out of the way though with the video chronic quizzes because that's not something that you can uh, play with 
in the big leagues of the Schmodown. So no. Hey, it is what it is. We all got to take our losses every now and then. That's what's going to help being a team is that you have a team member who's going to be sitting there like, hey, you should go to multiple choice. I'm just glad if I lose, I only lose by a couple points. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how was the rest of your week? We're still stuck on the personal topic here. Uh, it was okay. Oh. Um, not not a whole lot to really uh, really talk about there. Um, it, we, we're still living in a pandemic for some reason. I don't understand why. It hasn't been solved yet. No, fortunately, it's still a thing. Huh. Oh, okay. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a thing for the rest of the year. Um, and there's your downer note, everybody. I'm so sorry. Da 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 da. Wow. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So there's not been a whole lot. It's just the the constant grind of trying to maintain and keep hope alive right now. Keep optimistic. And since I do grocery delivery, there's at least five days of the week that I'm just uh whatever i'm 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 burning all the energies trying to make sure that people can still eat i guess i'm such a good person good job way to feed feeding america one delivery at a time look i'm just trying to pay rent oh okay uh so i've got i got a a set of weights that i used to own i got them back and uh just started like working out lifting weights again oh my gosh (laughs) Here, here's a little tip for those of y'all that are interested in lifting weights. A little what? Little tip. Oh, tip. What do okay. you think? <clears throat> Anyways, uh, if you start you lifting later. weights, don't stop. Believe in, yes, I know. Don't stop lifting weights because when you stop for a couple of years and then start lifting. Oh, oh you're talking about so longevity. You're talking yeah. about longe- okay. I was like, no, you probably do want to stop at some point. Well, yeah, I don't mean like start <laughs> lifting weights and just continue doing reps the whole time. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, but yeah, uh, don't ever give it up because it's much harder to get back to where you want to be or where you should be or where you used to be or whatever. So you just look at that weight and go, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. We this Rick rolled like over 10 years after Rick rolling was a thing. Do we have a channel? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, really sore and hurting. Luckily, all I got to do for this is just sit right here. So fantastic. Yeah, and your arms are still floppy as mess right now. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, I should definitely start working out as well. But hey, you know, it's I'm just trying to get up at a decent hour at this point. Yeah, trying to get back into some kind of a normal life schedule. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you watched anything new? This past week, <clears throat> yes and no, or a really good rewatch. Uh, I've done a, I've done actually a couple of rewatches, and then I made it halfway through something new. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's cover the rewatches real quick. I for some reason decided to actually rewatch Hamilton, not all in, in, in one sitting. It's over the course of a couple different sittings that I ended up rewatching it. But I ended up rewatching it with the subtitles on, which I heard was recommended. Oh, so much better, and I already liked it. But you can actually understand everything that they're saying. Those parts where they're like rapping really quickly or something, mm-hmm. you're able to catch what it is they're saying. Oh yeah, it it put the whole thing in a much better perspective. So if you've seen it and you haven't seen it with the subtitles, I recommend doing it with the subtitles. It makes it a lot better. I might try that in the future. Um, the other rewatch was Under the Red Hood. Nice little oh yeah DC animated Batman. Uh, that that hit HBO Max, and I was waiting for it too because. That's one of the first things I, I looked for when we had HBO Max because they had all these different animated Batman movies. And well, I was like, well, do they well, have well, Under the Red Hood? We'll talk about HBO Max some more later. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. Um anyway, I was looking for Under the Red Hood when we got HBO Max to begin with and it wasn't there, so I was like, "Oh, man." And then I was just scrolling through trying to find something to watch and it popped up and I was like, "Oh, there it is. There's my decision for what to watch tonight." Rewatch that. Luckily, it's uh not that long, so it doesn't take up that much time. But the the one that I started watching, and this is where I'm going to catch all of the flack, because this was one of the most beloved movies of last year. Mm-hmm. Last year? Last year. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, because I believe it Time was... Time is a construct. Yeah, because we were... It South played, by, It yeah. played at South by. Yep. We didn't... We had the opportunity oh, to go... Oh, just drop it right there. Cool. Just, yeah. Just spill all the beans. Well, we, we had the opportunity to go to the premiere. We didn't, because <sighs> there was a lot of stuff to do, but... I started watching Booksmart. I got about halfway into it. Here's the thing. Before you all jump down my my throat and start beating me up from the inside out, I guess that's how that works. Uh I it turns out I'm probably not that big of a fan of coming of age stories of almost any kind. Ladybird was was pretty good. I like I liked Ladybird. That's about the only one that I typically have that opinion about though, which is funny cuz I wasn't a big Ladybird fan, but I think we were both we were both on the same page. It was, yeah. Yeah. Good story. I liked what was happening. Saoirse Ronan's great. Uh, but Booksmart... Here's the thing about Booksmart. Halfway through, I am going to finish it. I am going to finish watching it because I, I don't... This isn't. It's not Love Guru. I don't just give up on it and then and then not tune back in. Or uh, Zoolander 2. Either one of those. Uh, it's very cleverly written. I really enjoy the writing in this movie. I do. I enjoy And I really enjoy uh, Beanie Feldstein. She's going places. She's going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. She's she's got some fantastic chops, both for comedy and for for dramatic. All that. Yeah. The thing of it is, though, is that uh, I get lost in these coming of age stories where it's like, give me something to tune into, give me something to connect with me on. I don't connect for some reason. I don't connect with coming of age stories, and I don't know why. I've had this problem before, like Boyhood. Boyhood bored me. I was like falling asleep all throughout Boyhood, and I felt like it was way too long. Which, to be fair, it was shot over the course of 12 years, so of course it was going to be a long movie. Yeah. Here in Austin, Texas, I actually ran into uh, the the boy uh, at like uh, H-E-B one day. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he he was standing in front of me at the checkout line. I was like, ha, this is, this is what you look like 12 years later. That's a nice relevant story. Yeah. Um. The other one, and the one that I get hate on for living in Austin, is Dazed and Confused is oh, not my cup of tea. God. Dazed and Confused is so Dazed good. Dazed and Confused is a coming-of-age story. Oh, it's so good. I love Dazed and Confused. Oh. I understand why people love it. It is it is very relatable for a lot of people. I just don't connect with coming-of-age stories for some reason. Therefore, right. they, as a genre, it does not hit me the same way as it does other people. All right, so thumbs up in the chat if you agree. Should he be forced to change his last name because Days of Confuse is so good? Oh, such I a mean, good movie. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that because Adams is a plain last name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's so... Here's the thing. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, that I'm not saying these movies are bad movies mm. by any stretch of the means. They're just. They're just a genre that just doesn't connect with me. Yeah. Again, I will be finishing Booksmart because I want to give it its proper proper due and watch the entire thing. It's not a bad movie. Just like uh, Love Guru and Zoolander Two are bad movies that I never finished and will never finish. 
because I feel like I want to remain intelligent. There's movies I would say that like that I I gave an honest shot to. Uh, like I know right off the bat, uh, the recent Little Women. Uh, I tried watching it. Was very interested in seeing it. Uh, watched it. Just wasn't a fan. And it, that's a movie that has a ton of critical acclaim, and I understand why. I the technical stuff of it, the acting of it, I absolutely love. It just was not. It wasn't my cup of uh, unsweetened tea. Listen here again, Steve. <laughs> so that's because you're still coming of age, Chris. I mean that that that's a true statement right there. I'm 30. I'm about to be 31 uh-huh. next month. Oh, is that really coming again? Is next month Jeez. August? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm coming of age if we're talking about the age that you're coming to is in your 50s or 60s or 70s. Yeah, I'm still coming to that age. I am. I'm an adult. Yeah. I do adult things, guys. Yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, <laughs> I rewatched uh, Yesterday, that movie where the dude gets in an accident, wakes up, That's, and there's no Beatles. That is still one I need to see. That is a fantastic. I love that movie. That is such a good movie. I think it was very, very underrated when it came out. But the thing is, it was released during the summer. I think it may have had a better shot if it was released closer to the Oscar season. Maybe. But it was released during the summer, and it kind of just flew under the radar for a lot of them because it, it kind of got trampled by summer blockbusters. Uh, but what are those? Yeah. <laughs> the things that movies are supposed to come out during the summer, they're supposed to cause everyone to go to the theater. Theater is a big place What's where you camera? watch What's a theater. Yeah. yeah, it's a big room where you watch a movie in. Uh, anyways, we'll talk about that later. Uh, anyways, uh, Yesterday was fantastic. I love that movie. If you haven't seen Yesterday, I highly recommend it because it's so good. If you haven't seen Yesterday, go ahead and watch it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Um. And then the other one, I, I watched, there was only one movie I saw for the first time this past week, and that was They Came Together. <laughs> Just the best name. First of all, I did not know that this movie existed. Uh, this movie is, uh, was it Paul Rudd and... Leslie Mann. Uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. As Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Oh, I, was thinking, I was thinking for uh, whatever... This is this yeah. Is this is forty. Or, this is forty. Yeah. Uh, it is. It, it's kind of a parody of rom coms, and it's it's heavily based off of par- parodying. Uh, You've got mail, where they own rival companies. One's the big corporate company, the other one's the small one. Um, and they're they just fly through like the rom com tropes of it. The thing, it's not. It's a parody movie, but it's not as off the wall as like a Mel Brooks or like the. Was it the Zucker Brothers, like Airplane? Zucker Brothers? Zucker Brothers. Nice. Uh, not Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, it's not... Off- Marky Mark and the Zucker Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not off the wall like those movies. I got uh, myself up. It, 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 there's a few light things in there that you really have to suspend disbelief for, but yeah. otherwise it plays pretty straight, just making sure it hits certain rom-com stereotypical beats. Uh, it was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. So yeah. uh, that was a good one I recommend as well. Uh, I believe that covers. Let's check out the chat real quick. Anyone uh, saying anything? People are saying things in the chat. People are saying things in the chat. That's oh, what you do in a chat. That's what they do in a you, chat. You right? chat. Yeah. You chat in a chat. Oh, fantastic. Good job chatting, people. Oh. Y'all are masters at this uh, chatting thing. Um. Anyways, anything else you want to add before we'll, we move on? We'll work on your ability to do things on live. 
uh no there's not so much more to to add on there uh there's there's other things that i want to I'll, I'll probably want to watch before next week i want to maybe dive into something new i know i'm spending a lot of time also still like going through my rewatch of the fresh prince of bel-air because it's available and i haven't done that in years and i've been quite enjoying it uh i've found out that that's a comedy that i actually laugh out loud by myself and that's always a good sign of a comedy tv yeah. show when you can laugh out loud by yourself at it so uh for having seen the entire series before i think that's a great sign and i really do enjoy that show yeah still watching it but anyway this isn't tv fanatics this is cine fanatics and we've got some <laughs> cine fun news someone someone feel free to start tv fanatics but we got cine fun news we do that just rolled right over your head didn't it it's cine fun news yeah uh, first off, let's start with, with something that's a little bit on a downer note. We didn't talk about this before, but I, I remember just now that I wanted to bring this up. This is the anniversary of the passing of Robin Williams today. Oh. Yeah. And that, Oof. he is somebody that I greatly, greatly miss in terms of just like all the gifts that he brought to m- movie-dumb, cinema, yeah. everything, his stand-up comedy, all of that. That man was amazingly talented in terms of comedy, and I don't think we'll ever see anyone the likes of him ever again. You'll be very hard pressed to find another another Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. crazy thing though is it's been six years. It's been six years now. Jeez. Um, I know. Like yesterday, not to get off subject of Robin Williams, but yesterday uh, while working on like the thumbnail for this video, I was watching or listening. Oh, it's his birthday. Excuse me. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's apparently okay. it's apparently his birthday. It's almost six years since his his passing, though, because that was I think next month. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, uh, yesterday while working on graphics and stuff, I was listening to the the tribute concert that Lincoln Park uh, put on after Chester Bennington's passing. Yesterday is the three year anniversary of his passing, and. Uh, like I'm gonna mention Chester because he was in movies before, uh, not the highest profile you, of movies. Don't try to excuse yourself here. He was in like the two Crank movies, and I believe he was in uh, Saw Seven, or yeah, uh, Saw 3D. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but really good musician, and yeah, so was listening to that as well. But yeah, Robin Williams. <laughs> I don't know. I feel- <laughs> Thanks for going in that direction. That was weird. Anyway, yeah. So apparently it's his birthday today. So yeah, that's just that's just a huge thing. Like we're coming up on six years since his passing. I remember it directly because 2014 was the first year that I went to LA, and I remember seeing like Guardians of the Galaxy at mm-hmm. the Chinese theater, and just the whole big thing. And then right when like we got back from that trip, uh, me and the people we were, I was with, we got back from that trip. We find out that uh, Robin Williams passed away. And that was just like absolutely devastating because it's like, here is in my time somebody that I knew as one of, one of the like a list greats in terms of comedy, comedy movies, everything, and he's not someone I think I'm ever gonna forget. Like every year, his birthday is gonna, his birthday, his his uh, his date of passing is gonna come around, and I'm gonna be like, man, I miss that guy. Because mm-hmm. you got to think about like he he'd be, I think he'd be like around 60 60 plus somewhere around there it's at this point and uh i'm just trying to think of like what more could he have brought to this world in in that given period of time considering everything that's happened in the world since then i think man i just think like there's just so much more that we could have we could have had from him he just he just passed away at such a young age but you know that's 
that that is that is the way uh, life goes, and you know that's that really plays into the uh, the whole like mental health aspect of things. Like if you if you're thinking any sort of way ever, you got to reach out to people. I know like you may not feel like it. You, you've got to reach out to people, talk to people. Uh, and th- I didn't, didn't necessarily mean to go down this tra- trail, but uh, I know we, I know people in the chat. There's a bunch of us around this, uh, around this community who are open and willing to talk to people who need talk. If it, if it means you get to live and breathe to see tomorrow, you've, you've got to reach out to people who are willing to listen to you. And we're all around, so. Uh, you've seen, I've, I I deal with depression a lot. Uh, in fact, that's most of the reason why you don't possibly see me quite as active on social media is just, I, I, I haven't, I, I can't just pick up the phone and start doing that. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll get spurts or whatever, but uh, I am taking like a week off from work pretty soon, so I feel like I'm going to, going to increase my presence on social media during that week and hopefully get some stuff done. But yeah, I deal with that kind of, that crippling depression where you just don't want to do anything. I deal with that a lot. And it's definitely something I feel like that we need to have more people talking about, more getting out there, mental health and stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people like Robin Williams. Again, I just mentioned Chester. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, get that out there. Make sure you find someone to talk to. There's always going to be someone somewhere who you can talk to. Yeah. Um, so this is a pretty big community as far as, again, mentioning the people who are involved with the Schmodown, which, again, is most of the people in the chat. Yeah. Uh, pretty big community. Just post it out there. Just let someone know you want to talk to them. Someone will talk to you. Uh, if I see it, I'll talk to you. Yep. So, Oh, so PC said he was going to be 69. That's right. He was going to be 69 years old today, and his daughter is donating $69.69 to a bunch of different charities. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, that's, one, what, that's what Robin Williams would do. <laughs> probably. Probably. He is, would actually. donate $69. <laughs> yeah. Probably is. Anyway, uh, I just want to mention that. Just highlight highlight such a, such a great man that we uh, – we we miss so dearly now, but there's other stuff that's going on too. So what else? Uh, uh real quick, uh, movie Finobi says that he's taking off. Uh, I want to quickly mention, uh, hopefully before he actually uh, kicks off, uh, that he dropped uh Streamlabs in oh. there for us. Uh, someone said to toss a coin to your atoms or to your. I'm pretty sure you meant to say Witcher. Yeah. Um, or your Witcher or something. I'm I'm gonna guess that's a Witcher reference. We're we're gonna say Witcher. I don't know what Witcher that is. Okay, we're gonna. We're just, it, it's it's from The Witcher. Oh well, that explains it. Yeah, good job. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Movie Finobi, for that. That's um, a show. That's a show on, I believe, Netflix starring Superman. Yeah, starring Superman. Uh, so other movie news uh, that has happened. Uh, apparently, James Bond got pushed back. Oh, again. It's supposed to come out in November, though. Yeah. Uh, so I believe I saw somewhere that got pushed back, but I, I mean, I saw it in passing, didn't click on it and read the article more. But the other big one was Tenant. Tenant has been pushed back, and this time it's been pushed back indefinitely. There is no date that it's set for. Wait, hold on, quick. Let me put on my surprised face. Yeah. So those of y'all listening on the podcast, he is just not doing anything at all. He's just looking at the camera with a blank stare. That would be his surprise face. This is my Wh- happy face. <laughs> 
wait till his wedding night. That's going to be a great surprise face. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? You thought that was a funny joke? Yeah. Move okay. on. <laughs> um, so, Tenet got pushed back. Who knows when that's going to come out? Next year at this point. Uh, possibly. Uh, but, I mean, here's the thing. Like, now that leaves Mulan is still sitting at its date. I'm Next pretty sure that's going to move. There's a lot. I have a feeling that this is probably... Name another movie. No, I don't want to. Uh, Wonder Woman, next year at some point. Yeah. This is probably like the precipice that we're about to start getting into the form of topic where all movies are going to be pushed back to Black next year. Black Widow, next year at some point. Uh, what? Well, that's Marvel. More than likely what Marvel's going to do is what they did before, and they're going to shift all the dates. So now Black Widow will take where Eternals is right now. The year of 2020 stopped at Bloodshot. Yeah. Unfortunately. And did not continue. This is going to be the craziest year in terms of legitimately everything that we that we do in the movie industry, as far as awards and all everything. Like, there's not they might they might have to cancel the Oscars completely at this point, just because they're not going to have any movies released for it. And best picture goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, <laughs> no, it'd be the way back at this point. Uh, well, actually, probably with the honorable mention to like Bloodshot. No. <laughs> Dishonorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to be bad for the Razzies because then that this might be the year where the Razzies actually chooses like a good movie to win. <laughs> like the complete opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. So the awards, yeah, the awards ceremony we finally get this time that everyone's eyes will be on will be the Razzies because every movie that came out in 2020 will be up for that award. <laughs> Pretty much. Except for The Way Back and Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Wow, the worst movie of the year was Sonic the Hedgehog." No, that movie actually was pretty decent. And this is gonna be the first time the Rise is gonna be like, mm, "I don't know if we could do this one." Bloodshot. It's all gonna be bloodshot. Does Cats count? No, Cats was last no, year. No, yeah, Cats was December. Can we count it again? Nah, I mean we should. Anyway, the um, bu- the butthole cut came out this year. Oh, technically, okay. did it? Did yeah. that actually come out? No. Well, I mean the fan edit did. Okay. Well. So. So that that's the thing is we're looking at a situation right now where all of these movies are uh, that were supposed to come out this year just probably aren't going to at this point. I don't. I am getting closer and closer to to the thought of movie theaters aren't going to be opening back up again this year. Yeah, and that's the thing because we talk about this, but we're also we also need to understand that there are countries in the world right now where they're not having a problem with the the virus anymore. They're not having yeah. They're not having these issues. It's, for the most part, it's not completely gone in a lot of these places, but it's it's subdued so much that it's not it's not a worry anymore. Those places are able to open their theaters back up, and the major chains like AMC and Cinemark, I'm guessing their international markets, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be able to open those back up, which I think is actually what would save those theater chains, to be honest. Because uh, if they relied strictly on domestic box offices to shape, save those chains, yeah, problem but, with that. <laughs> but yeah, the problem with that, especially is with Tenet, most of the movies that would hit those theaters come from the United States of America. And guess what's not happening in the United States of America? Movies being released, life like normal. Yeah, yeah. So we're not we're we're probably not going to get movies releasing because none of the theaters are going to be opening because we're still having issues in quite a few states. So what that means for like tenant problem is, is that 
it's going to be released overseas, technically, first. Tenant, yeah. And one, that leaves it susceptible for piracy. That's Very the, strong piracy because a ma- lot of people want to see that. That's the major concern, yeah. You have your supply and demand. There's a huge demand in America to see Tenant right now. It was supposed to be out this past weekend originally. Yeah. And so there's a huge demand for it. There's no supply. When that happens, when someone gets a little bit of supply, price goes up. Business 101 right there. Uh, so, yeah, piracy will be huge on that movie. Uh, the other one is spoilers. We still do not know anything about Tenet. In fact, again, Tenet was supposed to come out this past weekend, and we probably still would not know anything about Tenet. Yeah, I have no clue what's happening in that movie. I just know I want to see it. So, uh, the thing is, if they release that movie overseas, that's going to leave the World Wide Web open to people going, Man, it's so cool that the protagonist guy was blah, 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 blah the entire time. Or the movie was blah, 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 blah the whole time. Or blah, 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 blah. This thing is happening, and that thing was happening. Yeah, and we're going to be like, well, geez, y'all. The the lead in the movie was the son of Denzel Washington the entire time. What? Whoa, that's mind blowing. <laughs> if that ha- if that one's true, yeah, I know that would be amazing. That would trip a lot of people. That's up. a that's a Christopher Nolan type level. Luckily, of I was just luckily I was just spitballing there. I I'm not. It's not confirmed, guys. It's not confirmed. Oof. I was about to say spoilers. That but would that would be awfully silly. That would be awfully silly, but that would still be pretty <clears throat> pretty cool looking. <clears throat> you okay? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have a probably a staggered release now at this point, which honestly I understand for studios. They've got to, they've got to start pulling their, their money back in so they can continue making movies and having more movies ready. Say come the latter half of 2021 going into 2022 at this point. Um, that's just the business. That's the way it works. All the studios are losing a ton of cash right now, which understandably they probably all have a solid savings you know, in terms of those businesses and everything and how they structure things. But for the most part, they also were expecting to make millions and millions of dollars going through this entire year. And they're not. Yeah. And that's the problem with movies because movies are made completely based on the idea like, Hey, we can make it for this amount. It's going to have this kind of a return on investment. Yep. Basically. And that's not happening. That's not going to happen. It's kaputs. Uh, so next word, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I can't say certain words, so I'm trying to. It's (laughs) kaputs. It's gone completely to. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like another one that has had this ordeal running with it is New Mutants. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that I don't think we've ever seen a movie get pushed back so much as that movie. That poor movie. All those people, all the people that are involved in making that movie, all they want to do is see their movie get seen. And who knows? Uh, the thing, I mean, it's so unfortunate that Anya Taylor-Joy is 60 years old now. Yeah, I and know. And movie still hasn't come <laughs> out yet. Point, remember when she looked like that? <laughs> uh, the thing is, is was it, today's Tuesday. In two days, they're doing the yeah, uh, Comic-Con on, at home. On Thursday. Yes, I think it's technically starting tomorrow, but Thursday is the panel for... They're doing a panel for New Mutants. For New Mutants, Which, yeah. at this point, I would expect the panel for New Mutants to get delayed. But <laughs> I guess they're going to go forward with this. Uh, strong, strong rumors 
right now are that at this panel they're going to announce, yeah, we decided to give up and just send it to streaming. Which at this point for that particular movie, I think that would be the right call. I mean, for for most of these movies, yes, there is still a a great audience that wants to see them in theaters. Tenet, I want to see that in theaters. Wonder Woman 84, I want to see that in theaters. You know, Bond, I just Bond want to see New Mutants, uh, Top Gun Maverick, all these movies I want to see in theaters. I don't want to see them on streaming. Yeah. New Mutants, just give it to me now. Honestly, just put it on Disney Plus. If it's, <clears throat> I can't remember what rating they're going with. If it's PG 13, throw it on Disney Plus, R, Hulu, whatever. I don't well, care. Throw it up on one of those streaming sites and let's let's see it now. So, uh, a couple of things with that. One, apparently, and I didn't see it, but I guess it got released today. There was like a fan-made ad that was saying yeah. that it's going on Disney Plus. In September. Uh, yeah, which that was completely fake. The thing is, is apparently there's still some kind of deal. I guess Fox had a deal with like HBO or something that mm-hmm. the X-Men movies have to go to HBO first. And by Disney purchasing Fox, they still have to honor that original deal. So, therefore, it's more likely that New Mutants would probably go straight to HBO Max. That's weird. I, what, what I could actually see them doing, honestly, is that I could see them dropping it on a video on demand, which would not require that deal to go through. You, you drop it on video on demand to where, yeah. say, like the Trolls World Tour and all those, mm-hmm. where if you want to see it, you pay for it. You pay the $20 or whatever to, to watch it. I hope people will do that. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where they can try to recuperate. I say recuperate. Disney didn't spend any money on this movie specifically. That's where they can bring in some of the funds that that movie should have brought in. And they can do that and then wait for that deal to go up, which I don't know. I don't know if that deal goes up like at the end of the year or, or how long that deal is supposed to be set for. Well, Partis is saying in the chat that like the deal is until 2022 for all new Fox movies. That's why Ford versus Ferrari is on HBO Max currently. Uh, which, if you haven't seen that, that was a fantastic movie too. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I was actually considering watch- rewatching that the other night before I found Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, possibly something like that. I would I would agree with that because if I remember correctly, they released Scoob, that yeah. Scooby Doo animated cartoon yeah they released it on demand first and then it was like six weeks later it popped up on hbo max Mm -hmm. uh which is also not that bad of a movie to watch i mean kind of cheesy in some places but that was actually really good so i mean yeah you're looking at i think what would be wise for them again considering disney as a studio did not spend any money on new mutants specifically they only spent the money on acquiring fox Mm mm-hmm uh, that would be that mo- any money that movie makes is just pure profit for Disney. Yeah. Or goes into maybe recuperating some of the funds that they spent on Fox in general. But uh, if it had a theatrical release, then yeah, it would definitely, it would definitely play into that a little bit more. But if it, if it goes directly to a streaming service, mm-hmm. then not necessarily, then it doesn't necessarily recuperate those funds because then it's like, okay, well now we have to divide it amongst new subscribers. Now, if it goes to HBO Max, Disney doesn't see anything. In which yeah. case, they didn't spend any money on it. They're not making any money on it. Which, that would kind of suck for them. They they need to... They've already bought Fox before this. There was the whole ordeal of that. I think that took a couple of years for them to hash that out. Yeah. Now it's been finalized. And like, we would like to make some money off of this Fox property now. Let's throw new mutants out there. Um from from an actual narrative standpoint though the thing with new mutants is it's going to be a one and done 
I I know there was like rumors earlier on that if the movie saw success that Kevin Feige would be like, well, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap these guys into the actual MCU. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there, there's definitely a possibility if it turns out to be a good movie, Disney definitely is going to be like, hey, let's let's push this forward. Let's let's have a sequel. Let's do something else with these guys. The question is, is how do, how do you measure that? And the measure is going to be based on critical response. Yeah. I don't. I <laughs> Who just, knows where that's at right now? Yeah. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. It could be like the best X-Men movie in the entire franchise. Yeah. Doubtful. Um, but I don't see the critical response for that movie is going to come out <laughs> I mean, come out too well. I was, I was just re-watching a little bit of uh, Dark Phoenix earlier. Why wow. would you do that? That was such, such a waste of movie. Here's the just, thing. Wow. That's not even the worst movie in the franchise. That movie was actually okay. I, I it was don't way, know. It was way better than it should have been. Upon rewatch, I'm kind of like... Well, uh, certain aspects of it. There's there's parts of it like some of the acting is really good. They could have just done without Mystique in that movie. Uh, yeah. There, but there's little parts like uh, her dragging, her forcing Xavier to walk up the stairs. That's on the that's all on a creepy level. I would put up that creepy level up there with the uh, the spider walk from Exorcist, which is uh, ironic that they both have to deal with stairs. But something about stairs, guys. It's just so it's just that kind of creepy. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, maybe <laughs> that that one again. From, the when, one from the Exorcist is ir- iconic. When but. I tell you that that's not the worst movie in the franchise, I would like to remind you that X Men Origins Wolverine and X Men Apocalypse still exist. Which I feel like those those I can rewatch and uh, I'm like okay these aren't that good but at least they have some some rewatchability to it. I can't like what this is the second time I've seen Dark Phoenix since watching it in the theaters and I'm sitting here like there's no substance to this movie at all. There's no real reason to watch this uh, other than a couple of like really good scenes, a couple of like really cool like little ideas that were thrown in. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, no real reason. I don't know. So, I mean, as far as that goes, if it goes, I guess if it goes to streaming, then yeah, it looks like it has to go to HBO Max. Uh, that's just how how it's gonna work. In which case, congratulations, HBO Max. You just you just hooked in a bunch of new subscribers right off the bat for that. If if I were them and the option was on the table to do so, I would put it out on video on demand first. Yeah. Try to make some money off of it. If that's up to HBO Max, that might still be up to Disney <laughs> to throw that yeah, out that and, ma- and make the money on that first. That completely depends on yeah how the how the deal and the contract works because I, I I doubt there's there's a pandemic clause in the contract. Yeah. Unless that falls under Act of God, which a lot of contracts have an Act of God clause of some sort. Um. And then what does that look like? I don't know. Now you're getting into legal stuff. That's beyond me. I'm not legal. That's beyond the uh, this channel. We're not. <laughs> we're not law fanatics. Yeah, we're not legal eagles. Legal uh, eagles. Well, that's another YouTube channel. We could talk about that one in a minute. No. Why? Uh, they cover movie stuff. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, it looks like New Mutants. Uh, at some point, I'm, I believe New Mutants is going to be announced, probably on demand, and then hitting streaming platforms. It's coming. It's going to happen on Thursday. They're going to um, say something. I'm sure. So the thing is, like, with streaming platforms becoming so prevalent now, what are like some uh, that like you feel are really good, 
what are some of your favorites? Uh, and this is where we're going to start putting it uh, a little towards the chat here. Uh, is there, like, out of all the current streaming platforms that we have, are there any ones that are currently, like, your favorite? What are your go-to ones? What are ones that typically are are always delivering the type of movies that you're looking for, the type of content that you're wanting. Uh, the other for th- example, the other thing real quick is th- also thinking about the fact that since we're moving into a state of where probably they're not going to get any more movies for the rest of this year. Uh, how many of these streaming platforms are actually going to catch some of these movies? Are the studios going to start putting some of these movies yeah. because they're just going to try, they'd get, they have to stay on a schedule of some sort. They've got to try to get these movies out this year because they've got movies coming out next year that they need to promote. I mean, yeah, how does that all look? Because you got you have your Disney Pluses, your HBO Maxes, your Hulus, and your Amazons that are going to be catching a lot of these big movies should they decide to release them out there. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see if any of the major blockbusters... Yeah, again, like I heard, I heard rumor that uh, Disney was actually considering at some point putting black widow out on to uh disney plus now i don't might be interesting i think they might have gone back on that since i heard about it but i I keep hearing rumors flip-flopping back and forth either way uh i would rather wait to see that in the theater i i don't necessarily want to see it on disney plus i will if they put it out there because we have to for the channel we got to do a review on it but i would rather i would rather wait for the cinematic experience on the vast majority of the movies that were supposed to come out this year yeah so what are like i was saying what are some of the the streaming platforms that you like and what's the reason you like them for example uh hbo max hbo max seems to be one of the biggest ones that really has dived into having more of a classic background they have a lot of they have a pretty big library in the classic movies yeah uh, you don't see a lot of that. A lot of the current ones, they all want to pump out like the current blockbusters, or at least the movies that were big movies, big blockbusters, critical hits. Those are the ones that they know are going to draw subscribers in. Yeah. Uh, while you get like a lot of people, again, depending on the age type of thing, uh, they might not necessarily subscribe to HBO Max just completely based off of the idea of hey there's a bunch of good old classic black and white movies on here come watch them so that's good for people who who grew up like just liking movies in general yeah their parents showed them those old movies because if you've got like 75 to 80 year old Eunice over here who's who's out there like yeah I want to I want to see uh I want to say Casablanca again let me just throw up my uh my HBO Max app on my Roku, which I don't know if that's possible. Why, I'm just, I'm why, just, why Eunice? <laughs> it's just the first old name that came to my mind. Just roll with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw this up on my app. Like, She doesn't know how to use technology. <laughs> As someone who works at a cable store, I can attest. People, there, uh, Here's the thing. Uh, kind of a quick diversion, but I feel like this is, this is funny enough. This is something I encounter almost every day. I get like 19-year-olds that come in. They're like, which one's the modem and which one's the router? You don't know. You're 19 years old. You don't know the difference of a modem to, and a router? To be fair, I don't know that. Well, okay. We have them sitting over there. I can yeah, point them out to you. That's fine. <laughs> but... Uh, the key in that is like it's a 19 year old I remember like back when I was a teenager I knew everything 
So I could easily compete in the Schmodown. It would probably be up there with the likes of Dan Merle and John Roca. And I've seen you as a teenager. I knew everything, didn't I? No. Oh, of course I did. Nope. You didn't know that I knew everything So because you were younger. Uh, so going in like what PC's saying here, uh, PC's saying uh, the TCM section of HBO Max. Yeah. I think when when we first got HBO Max, that was the very first place I went to. I dived straight into TCM. What classics have I not seen that I need to catch up on? Yeah, that was exactly uh, where I, 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 I drifted off to with that. And, and I think that's one of the big selling points for HBO Max at this point, too, is that they have a solid, solid library of yeah. older movies to uh, check out. Um, the other reason, of course, is they've got a lot of like really good DC stuff, too. Uh They've they're almost like fully taking control of the DC universe mm-hmm. stuff. I I do not if if it's not dead yet. I don't see DC universe lasting as its own thing that much longer. The only thing I think that really sustains it is the fact that you can get comics through it too, uh, not just shows. So it could be it could be interesting to see how that trans transitions and translates because I know that uh, HBO Max is getting like say all the first run of uh, Doom Patrol. Which that was a DC Universe show. So. Uh, that was like the DC equivalent of like X Men, something like that. Yeah, their their show version of Guardians of the Galaxy kind of yeah. a thing. Um, so like HBO Max, I know is a big one. I know we also really like uh, Amazon Prime. The all, Amazon Prime Video has been pretty good. It's uh, coming clutch. Yeah, in some cases. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I, I pop up on there. Here's what I like now is especially when having to rewatch movies, uh, with all these streaming options, would you stop shaking the table? I'm not doing it intentionally. Shut up. Keep talking. (laughs) When, uh, when a movie pops in your head, you're like, I want to watch that movie. All you got to do is just Google the movie. And then when it pops up, like typically Google will pop up like, Hey, you're talking about this movie. Here's information about this movie. One of those is like watch movie. And then it shows you like a list of all the streaming networks that are, yeah, that are, ha- that have that movie available, whether you have to pay for it to rent it, or it might have it included with the subscription. That thing is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I've been loving that lately because I, I could just have a wild itch. I watched, uh, was it Dave the other night? Uh, the Kevin Klein Sigourney Weaver fantastic movie that's another one of those like 90s classics that just really flew under the radar yeah uh, I wanted to watch Dave so I was like where's Dave playing and I think it was like on stars like stars on demand so I mean you've got the cable channels too here's the thing and a lot of people probably don't know this if you are subscribed to any cable channel you could almost go to all of their websites and sign in. They have like an on-demand website. I know like uh, AMC, for example, has mm-hmm. their on-demand. You could sign in. I don't know if you could watch like – I believe you could probably watch episodes like Walking Dead, but they also have movies on there that you could watch as well. Almost every every cable channel that you get through your cable provider, you could sign in as your with your cable provider login account and watch those on-demand. Yeah. So – all of those are available as well. There's a almost an endless supply of li- of streaming content right there with that. Um, the other ones I point out that I feel like are really cool that not many people know about is like Tubi, uh, T-U-B-I, and then Vudu, which I believe Vudu's uh, is V-U-D-O. It's uh, something D-O-O economics. Vudu, Vudu economics. economics. 
there's Voodoo, V-U-D-U. Uh, I believe that one, I think that one's owned by Walmart. Oh, Maybe. yeah. I think Why? Well, I don't know, but Voodoo has has some stuff in there. We have there. the largest grocery store chain in in the world. We are the distributor and retailer of so many items for your everyday needs. We are one of the single-handed reasons why Toys R Us went out. You know a game we really need to jump into? What's that? Streaming entertainment. Yeah. Why? We're Walmart. Uh, that what does that like, mean? It means we're Walmart. We're doing this. That that's about as silly as like it was like years ago. I believe that uh, like Best Buy uh, bought the Napster property to r- try to reinvigorate Napster. Problem with Napster is it was successful because it was free. Yeah, it gave you music for free. It allowed piracy. I mean, shame on you now, or however that finger gesture. I don't want to throw up gang signs, but. Uh, Justin Timberlake has a thing to say about that. Yeah, uh, so does Metallica and Dr. Dre. And <laughs> well, for those of y'all that remember the early 2000s Napster, it's because Justin Timberlake played Sean Parker in the. Uh, oh, that's right. There's that movie. reference too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, then Seth Green also has a thing or two to say about that as well. Sure. Because he's the one who actually created Napster, uh, according to Italian Job. Uh, but. Uh, Best Buy buying Napster, that one was funny. Uh, I think they bought like the Movies Anywhere app as well, something like that. Um, Apparently, Fandango bought Voodoo. So Fandango bought Voodoo. So Voodoo was Walmart, but Fandango owns it now. According, okay, according to Partisan's chat there. Okay. Uh, and then the other one I, I, I'm wanting to check out I, again as a huge horror movie fan. Oh, this is where I turn out. I want to. I, I I'm really wanting to check out uh, Shutter. I've, I've originally when Shutter came out, I was like, eh, I don't know if that's gonna be popular enough. It's gonna get like a couple like really like cheap B movie, and not even B movies. It's probably gonna get like the D list, just some something that someone is hoping to be in a horror make horror movies while they're filming it on their iPhone, and not Steven Soderbergh levels of filming a movie on their iPhone. Uh, they're just doing something, trying to be clever. No, they've actually got some good, like, quality content on there. So I'm probably gonna check that out. Uh, so if you like horror movies, maybe give Shudder a, a a look at. Uh, other ones that you can wake up now. Ooh. Uh, Shutter. other ones. Uh, apparently there's this like one called Netflix. What's that? Uh, apparently it's a movie service. Uh, I, I found out like a long time ago, back when uh, when I was in the military, actually. Uh, they used to do long, uh, long time. Yeah, ago. they did a DVD delivery where they would just mail out DVDs. What's a DVD? DVD was like a disc. It kind of looked like a CD. What's a CD? CD is a disc that kind of looks like a DVD. Oh, got it. Cool. Okay. I'm with you now. So uh, they would mail these out to you, and then you'd watch it, and then you'd send it back in the mail. Uh, anyways, uh, joking aside, Netflix, of course, is like the the godfather of the entire streaming. The downfall of Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, I think there was, was a Blockbuster had the opportunity to purchase Netflix, and they didn't. They decided, no, we're just going to start our own. And, and as soon as they started their own, Netflix went to digital streaming. Yeah. And Blockbuster's like, wait, no, we do we mail DVDs, DVDs now. DVDs in the mail? We mail DVD. Can we do DVDs? Here's the thing. Physical media is a great thing. If I could afford more, I would buy, be buying more physical media right now. 
can't afford it right now. But and Redbox is still popular. And Redbox is still great too. Uh, here's the thing with Blockbuster is if they had been smart, they would have done what businesses need to do and is catch what's happening in culture and adapt. For them, we have a situation. <laughs> yeah, we have a situation where there could have been a world where Blockbuster was one of the streaming services. Blockbuster would be creating its own original entertainment. Blockbuster would be like Apple, would be like Netflix, would be like something that started as one thing and then turned to creating a, its own original content, having its own streaming service of some sort. And Blockbuster could actually have still been pretty successful with that model. Mm-hmm. Whoever was in charge of Blockbuster did not catch on to that quick enough. No. And now there's only one that exists somewhere in either Oregon and Alaska. And they, I think the last they, one is supposedly run, in Alaska. And, and, and they and they run a, a funny little. Uh, I don't know if they're related. Okay, <laughs> if you're going to interrupt me, but the last blockbuster Twitter account is hilarious. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Oh well, nicely said then. Anyway, uh, that would have been interesting to see if that happened. But no, Netflix is the giant right now. Netflix is. And the thing about Netflix, and I think the reason why you pay attention to Netflix is their original content now. They they have been smart and have been adapting in the right ways before we even knew that they should be making the right moves. Yeah, They switched over to the digital streaming right when they should have because they had enough foresight to do so. Uh, I know that they still do mail uh, like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff, but that you don't hear about that often because people just well, download the app. It used to be, uh, and that's what I'm wondering, it used to be you would go to search for a movie, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like, hey, I'm in the mood to watch this movie, and you would search on Netflix because you have Netflix, so why wouldn't you? Yep. Uh, you'd search for it and it says, it's not available, but it is available for DVD, so if you would like to uh, increase your uh, your subscription by like $2, you could have the DVD sent out to you, yep. and you could watch it tomorrow or the next day type of thing. Uh, I haven't seen that lately. Now it's like if you search for a movie and it's not on Netflix, you just have to go to their website and just it's not on Netflix. Order it yourself. I guess you just have to manually find. But it, it, but it hasn't suggested to me like, hey, order it for the DVD. No, because they want you. You're on the app. They want you to watch something that's on the app there. Yeah. Um. So that that's something. And then they moved into the territory of creating their own original content. They brought out the House of Cards, the Orange is the New Black, the Stranger Things, all mm -hmm. of these TV shows that brought in so many viewers. And that's one of the big things that you see now with uh, with a lot of these streaming services, that they are actually following that model and turning to their own original content, which that is that is becoming a main draw. And it's what I believe is is... With respect to what you do for a line of work, is killing the cable industry little by little? Uh, potentially. Uh, cable companies have gotten smart, uh, and I know not just mine, so I'm not, again, I'm not going to mention the company I work for, but yeah. uh, a lot of the cable companies uh, are starting to do streaming uh, on their own. Uh, whether they do like a streaming package mm -hmm. where it just includes like a group of cable channels that you could just stream without having to get a, an actual box or some of them are uh, I believe like a couple of them actually are starting their own streaming network creating their own like uh, original shows and stuff and they're streaming that way as well. It's interesting the way this is all going though because I remember back in the day when we were talking we were talking about how does a cable 
provider survive? How do how do we survive with uh, cable going forward into the future? Streaming, uh, especially <laughs> as packages and bundles and getting a cable box and all that has been rising up in price for a lot of people. Uh, I know back in the day we were all speculating like, well, what they need to do is they need to move to a structure where you get a package that's 25 channels and it's the 25 channels that you want that you would always watch that way. If you're like a bachelor living on his own and you like comedy central and you like, you know, uh, spike or whatever the channels are called. I haven't honestly, I haven't watched TV in forever. <laughs> spike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still called spike at this point. I will go with way, that. You're somebody who likes all these, but you're, you're definitely not into home and garden television. You would get a cable package that does not include that. Uh, and I know mine, mine does. The place I work at, they do something like that. So where, that, so that's something that is moving forward now, and that's yeah, I think that's, that's that's actually one of our popular like streaming yeah. packages in that it comes with like your local channels, and then you get to pick from a list of cable channels, a certain number of channels, but you get to pick from that list, and then that's it. That's what you are paying for. You are paying for exactly what you want to watch, and I believe it also comes with like all those like crazy. Uh, the music channels, the music yeah. choice channels that just play all music. the different genres of music, and you just yeah. put it on. And it comes with that. Point. That the actual package price for that is a fantastic deal, uh, but just I, I don't think people. A lot of people still haven't gotten to that yet. Normally, when you talk about cable, you're still talking about a physical box. And yeah. would you like to upgrade to a DVR for an extra ten dollars a month or yeah. whatever? So I think that's we live in a world where you see a situation of uh, cable needing to make those adaptations and to try to survive and everything too. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, most people cut the cable cord completely and they just go directly to just the streaming. I could be spending sixty, seventy, eighty dollars or whatever for cable, however much, maybe maybe more, on cable. Instead, let me put thirty, forty dollars towards you know three or four streaming services that I know I'm going to be watching all the time: Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. Yeah. Got it, nailed it. The thing is, is there's a lot of streaming to hit all of those streaming <coughs> companies, mm-hmm. uh, and this is one of the things the company I work for is one of the. Since I'm technically a salesperson for this, uh, one of the things that they tell us about when trying to pitch a cable TV package is how to deal with like the customer concerns. Or like, well, I already I'm subscribed to Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO Max and Amazon Prime. Like, yeah, you're subscribed. How much are you spending on all those when you could get a cable package that's gonna give you just about as much content, if not more than that? For less than probably what you're paying for all of these streaming networks altogether, so the cable companies are actively like trying to uh, trying to dissuade you away from these stream these streaming services. Ultimately, I don't know if that's necessarily something that's going to work. Again, with respect to the fact that that's your job currently, um, I don't necessarily know if that is as an idea that really works in the long term because you're again you're looking at all these different streaming services and. You know, yeah, sure. There's going to be a lot of people who are like, "Well, let me just sign up for everything Mm because everything's got something interesting on it." But then there's going to be people who like, like say me, I would be picky and choosy. Like, how much is on Hulu that I really want to watch right now? Probably not much. And well, with a lot of these streaming services, you can cancel them, no charge. Sign back up for it later when something pops up that you want to see. Watch it for a month. Get off. You know, 
for, I know for a lot of people that's going to be a pain to try to have to bounce between that every month. But but so is bouncing between cable companies too. Yeah. When your cable bill goes up because that's how cable bills work. And you're like, well, I'm just going to bounce between this company and that company. And then I'm going to go back over here. And just every year you're getting like a new customer pricing promotion on your cable. Yeah. Oh, that's, such a, that's such a huge pain. If you're looking at... If you're telling somebody like me who's into, say, I want to watch Office and Parks and Rec and I want to watch Star Trek, well, you've got Peacock and you've got CBS All Access that you can jump onto. Mm-hmm. Those are your those are your options. Hop on those. Don't worry about the cable. It's you're paying maybe twenty dollars. You see, that's the new thing. Now you've got your local your your local channels essentially are creating their own their own streaming networks. I mean, uh, to a degree, like Fox and Fox and Disney or Fox and ABC are. Uh, or Disney Plus, you've got CBS All Access on its own. NBC's got Peacock that just came out, which I heard is not great right now. But yeah, you know, uh, that's not one that we've actually like dived into to check out yet, just because from what I've seen, from what, I, from what I've heard, they don't really have a whole lot of great movie content on Peacock at the moment. Uh, it really is just the hey, do you like the old NBC favorites? Yeah. All right, hop on here. Oh, by the way, we don't have the office yet. That uh, contract will be up next year with Netflix, and then we'll get it. But hop on our service but still hop now on our service anyway. and just wait for it. Uh, we have a free option. You can watch you know, one or two seasons of your favorite shows and pay f- or not pay, and you can watch ads. Oh, is Seinfeld on there? What about Friends? How Fr- is, is Friends on there? I think Friends is on HBO Max. It is on HBO Max, so therefore it's probably not on Peacock. Yeah, so that's the problem is a lot of these streaming companies, and this is the other topic here, is a lot of these streaming companies come out of the gate with these ideas of, you know, all right, I want my own streaming service, and here's just the content that we're going to put on there. They're not taking enough time to actually stop and go, okay, yes, we want to have a streaming service, but maybe we should wait and come up with some original content. Maybe we should wait and get some of these like bigger name properties so that people have a reason to sign up on day one. That's why I know like HBO Max. HBO. Th- this was an interesting one for HBO Max, and we I think we briefly talked about this before. Is at launch they said, "Hey, we are getting the Zack Snyder cut." Yeah. Now they're not getting it for like a whole another year. But we're getting it. That was a huge. That's a huge push for HBO Max. And uh, going back to if they get uh, New Mutants, mm-hmm. if HBO Max, if that, if what's going on with New Mutants, the contracts and everything, if that's the way it has to go, that's a big one for HBO Max. HBO Max getting Scoob was a big one. The fir- it's essentially still a first run movie that just arrived on HBO Max. So that that's what's going to help push it in the right direction. Same yeah. with Disney Plus. Disney Plus is getting first run movies. Hamilton, putting Hamilton on Disney that Plus. Big one. That was supposed to be what like next year. Next, it was, next October, not this October. Next October. Yeah. So more than a year away, Hamilton was supposed to come they out. Just dropped it on, and Disney they just Plus. dropped it on Disney Plus, and. That now they did the smart thing. Yeah, I, I think what you, you, if what you want to watch Hamilton, you actually have to sign up for Disney Plus. Yeah. you can't just do the free trial and watch it. You actually have to sign up to see it. Yeah, that was the smart idea. And from what I've seen, as many people as there are talking about Hamilton, and like we're saying, people everyone's up. everyone's got the song stuck in their head, da, and da, da, like da, da, we just can't da, stop with da, da, this. Da, 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 da. That I would call that a success. It sounds like that that was extremely successful. Uh, yeah. 
So, I mean, that's that's a great thing. But, you know, you look at uh, – you get all these – so a bunch of, a bunch of these uh, streaming services popped out here recently. I mean, obviously you got the HBO Max. You got Peacock. Um, CBS All Access is still trying to do some stuff with Star Trek and Twilight, the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Twilight. Twilight. Not, not, yeah, not Twilight. Not Twilight. Twilight Zone. Um, but then you got Apple – Apple TV Plus is still trying to make its way, and I think they're trying to push more for original content. And yeah, because they movies. got that Tom Hanks movie Greyhound. Greyhound yeah, uh, which Tom Hanks is like, I really wish it went to a theater instead. But yeah, and but Tom Hanks, you say Tom Hanks in a World War II picture? Yeah, that's that's going to be some good viewing right there. Sure, he he anything he has his hands on having to do Tom with Hanks World is War in II. a movie. Yeah, well, I mean, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. Th- that's the thing like i don't know i don't know if we really start seeing some huge drops on a lot of these streaming services for the rest of the year but uh there is a lot of content out there obviously the streaming services you know everyone's gonna have their favorites they're gonna pick their favorites some of them are are duds out of the gate like peacock and (laughs) hbo max wasn't fantastic out of the gate but uh it depends uh it's it's good for us because there's a lot there that we want we do want to see I think I think HBO Max was good given yeah just give, given your circumstance and position on things like again I dive straight into that TCM yep. one of the other things and I need to pick this back up pretty soon also one of the other things that I wanted to dive into was the Studio Ghibli movies uh so I immediately like almost like on launch day Ghibli? or Ghibli Ghibli whatever uh on launch day or the day after someone's I, offended uh, I'm sure what uh, I I jumped into uh, Spirited, Spirited Away, Away uh, which was fantastic. Yeah, and so there's a couple others that I'm I'm eager to watch on there. Uh, uh, even though I haven't really been a big fan of like anime type of movies, just the critical acclaim of those yeah. movies, I need to watch them. As as good of a discussion as this is, though, um, there is. I would recommend that everybody goes and watches uh, Dan Merle does a breakdown on all, a lot of these new streaming services mm-hmm. and kind of breaks down section by section within what's in the library saying if you're coming to it for this for this reason if you want like say HBO Max he did it for HBO Max he's like if you want to come at it from the DC well maybe you want to hold off a little bit some of the DC properties are leaving and then next year is when the Snyder Cut's coming so you might want to wait uh, if you're coming to it for you know classics great there's a bunch of classics here uh this on the so dan roll does a good breakdown of this he did one for peacock also uh i would highly recommend going and checking out his videos on on these because uh he, he just does he just does a great job really defining is this a streaming service that you as a consumer really want to dive into right now or do you want to wait so Dan Merle, uh, for those of y'all who know from the Schmodown, he's he, and Screen Junkies. He left Screen Junkies and he's now running his own YouTube channel. So essentially, we have effectively segued from talking about the uh, streaming platforms. You know what's to, really to, cool to the YouTube uh, channels. Now, what wouldn't you think that segueing between streaming platforms to YouTube channels would be difficult? I'm not giving you this. <laughs> Come on, you know you want to say it. I'm not giving you this. I would, I would think that because what's, segueing because what's better than making a joke about segueing is just not calling out that you're segueing, which is what I was trying to do. I know, but I wanted to make sure that we pointed out to the audience that segueing was going to be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> hey, wow. 
Calling out segues is tight. So yes, I called out that segue. Now I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my Did back you stop about dropping it. every single quote from Pitch Meeting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, there's also a lot of good movie content on YouTube, which yeah. just so happens to be the very same place that you're watching us right now. If you're watching us and you're not listening to us on a podcast, if which, you're watching us, we're on YouTube. Which, by the way, for those of you watching, this is absolutely your time to start chiming in on the chat because we want to start sharing this experience with you. What other content, what other movie-related channels are out there that you actually enjoy outside of us? <laughs> um, <laughs> drop them in the chat. List them. You don't have to Streamlab. You don't have to Super Chat those. Uh, you can if you want because we would greatly appreciate that. But... Start dropping them in the chat. We want to have this conversation with you guys out there about all these different channels and kind of what it is that you like about them. Maybe you drop some ones that we've never heard of that we actually want to start checking out. Yeah, so uh, I posted this, what, like yesterday or the day before on the uh, the Cinefanatics Twitter. On the twits? On the twits uh, about people just naming what was your what's your favorite YouTube uh, movie content yeah. uh, channel. Uh, and, like, Nobody responded. Yeah, we, we we retweeted it. We we are wanting we are wanting fan interaction. So make sure yeah. you follow us on Twitter, Cinefanatics MLP. So when we ask these questions, as those will probably be coming more and more in the future, they're going to be. We ask a question, people answer. Here's That's the, typically the way questions work. The great thing about Cinefanatics is that we're all Cinefanatics, and so we can all participate in the Cinefanatics conversation together. Yeah. So, uh, again, what are let us know in the chat, uh, because we're asking again. You're in the chat. Let us know. what are What's some movie content you like? Now, while we wait for people to respond, uh, what's some ones? Let's, let's talk about, I guess, our well, personal ones. The easy one right off the bat, and it's funny that I mentioned that we don't, we're not going to bring this up too much more on this particular show, is the Schmodown. Yeah. Movie trivia. That's the easiest uh, door in for a lot of people who just really love movies. They feel like they can answer questions about it. Schmodown. There you go. Watch it. So anyone watching this who is not completely familiar, Schmodown is it's essentially a game show. It's like wrestling where you have storylines, you have good guys, bad guys. Uh, you have uh, plots that run through multiple episodes, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so it's like wrestling where all of that is happening and typically is fictionalized, but then you also have the actual movie trivia aspect where these people are competing. They're sitting at a table and they're answering questions uh, for points, for glory, for, for all, glory. The, all the marbles. Yeah. All of Toodle's marbles that he lost. Uh, that they're that's playing. That's what they're playing this game for. Uh, so that was a big one just because if you like movies, yeah. uh, if your ability to recall is good, it's a lot of fun to play along with at home. Uh, that's why we do reactions to them as well. Uh, but I would say like even going further back than that, I think before Schmodown, one of the big ones I think first really got me into movie YouTube channels was Honest Trailers by Screen Junkies. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one I remember watching was the Thor Honest trailer uh, and thinking, this is fantastic. These guys are really doing a number on Thor, and it's it's great. It actually was honest. And then it they, was... They've th been literally the most consistent yeah. throughout the years. They Their format hasn't changed really pretty much at all. Slight differences. Slight differences here and there, but for the most part, they've remained consistent, and they're still one of the ones that you go to every time... On a Tuesday, you click on YouTube. What's up? Oh, yeah. 
Honest Trailers just dropped a new video. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a lot of good content with that. And I think that's what kind of helped after I had started watching those. And then I, I started watching other screen junkie stuff and got to know, got to know who the screen junkies were behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I, uh, went looking for like movie trivia. It's like, is there just some good movie trivia on YouTube yeah. as well? And that's when I came across the Schmodown. And then I recognized Dan. like Dan Merle was a part of that. There was actually like screen junkies that are a part of that, that. And then also you had people from like movie fights who were coming from like collider and stuff. So yeah, they were all John Roca and your Scott Mance coming over. Yeah. You had them. Over. So there was that intermingling of these, two and that made it easier to start getting into the schmodown from yeah. that particular angle now it's like they're all one big like happy family and For the most part yeah i and i'm i love watching all that content so that was probably like the first foray so screen junkies honest trailers on into schmodown uh, of course and then once you get at that time once you got into schmodown there was also the other content that was provided by collider yeah and that's about as far as we'll go with that one because <laughs> most of that content's not there anymore i love vr <laughs> yeah well the nice thing about that is that content from collider that they had with those personalities they have since moved on from there and a lot of those personalities have started their own youtube channels and created their own content so those are now great to watch and the likes of say mark riley john roca make sure not to mention him fourth uh roxy stryer like all Koi Jandro, all, technically Koi Jandro. I know he does. He still does stuff for Collider well, once you're able to again. When, when there's not a pandemic. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these individuals have started their own channels, are doing their own live streams, are talking about entertainment news, all sorts of stuff that's going on in the world, and they're all personalities that absolutely deserve to have an audience on their own channels completely. Yeah. And they're all they're all fun to watch. I mean, they all hit different markets just as i hit the light as i readjust myself <laughs> uh they all hit different markets and different people in different ways and so they're all they're all great watches depending on what you're into um on top of that you know you've got you got your other comedy ones like on trailers with comedy yeah you have you have the ones that are like nitpicking the movie essentially yeah. you have cinema sins you have pitch meeting which we will introduce that because i know a lot of people don't know about that yet but uh you pitch meeting is really good Okay. Yep. Well, you want to come back to it? Yeah. Okay. You have Cinema Sins. You have Pitch Meeting. You know, you have uh, How It Should Have Ended. Hishy. Hishy. Hizzy. However they say it. There's a lot of these that that tackle the parodying of a movie in a different way, and they're all they're all pretty funny. Cinema Sins is good just because, like, <laughs> essentially Jeremy and I guess his crack team of writers uh, sit there and they watch a movie and at some points it looks like that they take every single scene and they're just completely focused on everything in the scene. Like, how can we nitpick this scene? Yeah. Uh, recently they've gone in and they did, uh, they've done sins over uh, Shawshank Redemption. And today they dropped the princess bride. Both of these are movies. I was like, you don't touch those. Those are perfect movies. You do not need to sin princess bride and Shawshank Redemption. And he still did. And some of them are pretty funny. 
Uh, I know, like in the Princess Bride one today, he he points out some stupid sin about like the uh, the video game that uh, Fred Savage is playing at the beginning of the movie, and how he's sitting in bed with the TV across the room, and he's like, "Wait a minute, the joystick wouldn't have a cord that long back then." He's like, "And I know I'm nitpicking here, but this is darn near a perfect movie, so I have to find something." Yeah, like and he does uh, jokes like that in uh, the Shawshank Redemption one also, but the jokes are good. The funny thing though with CinemaSins real quick is that you've also got the CinemaSins parody like The Birdman. Uh, the Birdman's probably one of the biggest ones I've seen where he's now, you've got this other guy who's now going back and watching CinemaSins yeah. and pointing out where the fallacies in Jeremy's logic or how Jeremy just seems to always be pointing out pop culture yeah. references or something. That is hilarious. It's a it's a format that a couple different channels have taken where they, they go back and they nitpick the things that CinemaSins is nitpicking. Yeah. The, the Birdman is the one that I think has been the most clever with it. He's mm-hmm. he's the most intelligent with how he uh, how he responds. And the great thing about him is that that's that, that's not just all he does on this channel. He does he does all stuff. He does the Twitch gaming and all that too. So he hits a bunch of different markets on his specific channel, not just that, but he has been the most clever with it and to the degree that I think he's gotten so much notoriety from doing it that while Jeremy hasn't outright said it, he's definitely made some comments in later CinemaSins that seem like a response to some of the things that the Birdman was pointing like, out. Like, hey, I'm, I'm preparing for the Birdman to trash the sin. Let me go ahead and just uh, CYA right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's funny. Uh, we mentioned Hishi, uh, how it should have ended. Yeah. Uh, which is all animated. Uh, that one is good just because they come out with content pretty quick. And it's it's still pretty topical when they come out. But they do these what looks like hand-drawn animations. And, again, it's kind of nitpicking the movie. Uh, like, wait a minute. The ending that this movie had was kind of stupid. If we st- sit here and think about like how it really should have ended, should this had happened like in real life, it makes a lot more sense that it would go off in this direction. And a lot of that, they come up with some really funny stuff yeah. on that. Some of them are like blatantly obvious. That like if you are again, if you're just a fan of movies, that you would think of this and like, yeah, okay, this yeah. is exactly what I was expecting. Even when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait a minute, that's not how that would go in real life. Um, but they they pointed out, and you're like, yeah, okay, someone agrees with me. That that's exactly what that content is yeah. there for. Uh, again, guys, as we we're going through these, we're kind of mentioning our favorites here. If you've got any favorites yourself, like any YouTube channels out there that do movie related content, again. Drop them in the chat. Let's have a discussion. I would like to know about them. Tell us what you like about them, what your favorite thing is about them. Uh, I see that Garth just popped up. Garth is here now, and I know that Garth knows quite a few good channels out there that uh, he knows and loves, so I'm sure he's got something that he uh, that he that that maybe we haven't heard of that he was he wants to spread to more people. I know Garth is one of the few people uh, that knows about pitch meetings also. Yeah, Garth is always uh, uh, posting the pitch meetings when they drop. He posted on his own Twitter. Pitch meetings are fantastic. So they're you, tight. Yeah, they're <laughs> pitch meetings are tight. There's a channel, uh, Screen Rant. Screen Rant typically does like a lot of like movie news, but they also do like lists. Yeah, they're a list channel type that's of things. Otherwise, typically very boring. Yeah, but they <laughs> they found a very very strong powerful. Uh, 
asset in pitch meeting, which is taking uh, this one YouTuber, Ryan George. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very comical fellow. Yeah, he's um, great. And he's got a certain way. He's created videos where he is essentially doing videos with himself, typically in front of a green screen, playing multiple characters. He has his own YouTube channel where he's like uh, doing videos like the first person to have a name or the first person to learn how to swim type of thing. Um, First person to go trick-or-treating or or to punch a guy. Yeah. Like, uh, they're all hilarious. He's he's very great personality. But now he does this thing with Screen Rant where he plays a screenwriter and a producer. And it's the screenwriter pitching the movie to the producer. And, again, kind of along the same idea that we're, like, kind of poking fun of the movie. But as the, like, the screenwriter's pitching it, the producer's like, wait... Wouldn't they like do this, that, or the other? And the screener was like, "Yeah, probably," but that's not how I wrote it. So moving on. Oh, okay. Or oh, he, good then. He, yeah. Or he'll say something like, "But wait, that doesn't make any sense." And the screenwriter guy's like, "Yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back about this." Not all right, making let me sense. hop off that thing. Yeah. So it's witty. He's there's uh, there's a lot of quotes that have come from that that show. A lot yeah. of which we've already said right now, uh, but it's. It's just hilarious. It's one of my favorites. Uh, not only just the pitch meeting, but also the Ryan George YouTube channel as well. Just for which, it's great because like so I I don't know how I stumbled across pitch meeting, but I remember finding it and I showed you it, and then you got addicted to them too. But the thing is, is that uh, in that time of having also f- subsequently found Ryan George's channel, I believe when we first discovered all of this, Ryan George only had like 90,000 subscribers on his channel. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure dude is dang near upwards of half a million at this point. Yeah. His channel has skyrocketed in the last like year and a half. Um, so that's saying like something good about his level of like humor and how like how far reaching is. Yeah, he's at 483,000 subscribers. From 90. And I, I definitely remember him being around the 90,000 range when we first first started. So he's he's been growing exponentially, and that's because he's hilarious. Yeah. He is one of the few channels, and the reason why I want to highlight him, even though he's not directly, uh, not everything he does on his channel is directly about movies. In fact, most mm. stuff that he does on his channel isn't. He is somebody who has found the secret to getting me to watch sponsored content on YouTube channels. Oh, yes. Because he, yes. he does the video, and he says, like, this video is sponsored by, say, like, Manscaped. More about more, that? More about at- them after at the end of the sketch. And then you watch the sketch, and then afterwards, uh, he does, like, the video ends, but then explosion, and you have the astronaut, which is his way of doing an ad, is an ad out in, or is an astronaut out in outer space that is pitching essentially the the product or whatever the sponsor is uh he does it in a clever way and it's hilarious every time because he does like he finds a way to take the script that he's being given from the sponsors and interweave some kind of like storyline regarding i'm in space kind of with it wasn't he like like at one point he was uh trying to sell like pillows or something and he was talking about like how his brother back on earth was like stealing the pillows all the time like these pillows are so good my brother keeps stealing them i don't know what's going on i'm floating out in space yeah, like is that kind of stuff. Uh, He's managed to somehow make it worth watching, sticking around and watching an ad after a video. He also uh, was uh, unfortunately a victim of the uh, Manscape. And which case he's interacting with an alien and the alien is using the Manscape razor to shave his stuff. And <laughs> like, it's just 
it's one of those if all ads were created like that i would watch ads like all day absolutely do you hear me facebook and google i would watch those ads get him to do your ads yeah and that comes back to the same standpoint i mean it's an ad with a heightened level of humor that just really grabs you it's Mm -hmm. the reason why i I will watch old spice commercials all the time yeah because the old spice commercials are hilarious or commercials that play during the big game that we the big game that usually is like in february but probably not happening this next year because apparently it was just announced today that they canceled NFL preseason. So there goes sports. Right, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> Let's know, talk about movies. Again, guys, movies. Uh, so Garth actually just dropped some in there in the chat that I do actually want to highlight. There's a couple of good ones that I do want to make sure that uh-huh. we talk about because uh, some of these people are friends with us. Yeah, and there's another one on there that I do watch all the time that I completely forgot when coming up with my own personal list yeah. that I want to mention too. Uh, we obviously have to highlight Late to the Party because Robert and Vanessa are good people. They're fantastic people. Uh, they do great movie content. Uh, <laughs> They're pros it? at reactions. Yeah, uh, they were they were one of the forefathers as far as uh, Schmodown reactions. Yeah, and they're they're really like big figures in helping us kind of get our feet on the ground as far as the reactions that we started almost two years ago. Yeah, so that's they they are absolutely like they they're not even at a hundred thousand subscribers yet. They they deserve a lot more than they've got. So if you are somehow listening to this on podcast or you are watching this on a replay later on, you absolutely need to hop on late to the party and subscribe to them. Because they are criminally low on subscribers. Yeah. Uh, and you also got Real Rejects, uh, who are also reactors. Uh, yep. They don't do Schmodown reactions, but they play on the Schmodown. They are creeping up closer to a million here and there. I think they're at 600-something thousand, so they deserve a bunch of subscribers, too. They have, like, so what What helps with their personal or their reactions is their personalities. Uh, especially, like, they'll do stuff like if uh, if we know the Avengers Endgame trailer is dropping at a certain time, yeah. they actually, not only do they stay up, so they're able to record that reaction the second it drops but they'll go they'll even go and they'll film like some funny like little bit like hey guys the, the trailer's about to drop wake up everyone lo-. like i don't know they did like some funny i know they yeah. did a funny thing with like the joker yep. and like a spider-man like they do these like little funny bits with it and it's just their pure comedic personality behind that they have a great they have a great dry sense of humor that actually just really just plays so well yeah uh, the other one that Garth mentioned here was the Corridor Crew, and I know uh, Christian uh, Christian Harloff has mentioned this on SEM before. These guys are fantastic. They yeah. they work basically in a special effects warehouse, uh, and then they have various series where they do like uh, special effects uh, people react to special effects in movies, and they'll they'll pick them apart they'll talk about good effects bad effects how the effect was done stuff that you didn't even notice that you didn't see yeah uh, i know one of the big ones that i really liked was 1917 when they would do reactions to 1917 oh, yeah. uh if for those of y'all who have seen it essentially watching that movie if you notice the camera doesn't cut away it's all one giant take there is no fading out scene change or anything. That's you, ridiculous. A movie can't be filmed that way. That's exactly. Silly. And that's one of the things that they pointed out is the fact that it, it the camera has to cut. The camera has to cut. So you got to hide the cut. People have to eat. People have to go pee. They have to cut. Uh, and so it was how they hid the cuts. And a lot of these, there's ones where, where like if, if you're into video editing, kind of like we are, 
uh, you could probably guess like something at, passes in front of the camera. Something okay, passes in front of there. it. You can cut along that uh, along that line. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of them that we were able to like immediately call out while watching. There's some I didn't even know and until they, Corridor Crew pointed and it they out. They called it out. They called it out, and I'm like, "Wow, you can't even see that, or that's the weirdest place to cut." To edit that movie in there. They have to like digitally recreate some things in order to make the scene flow. And it's actually it's really good. Uh absolutely recommend if if not any other video of theirs, which there's a lot of videos of theirs that you need to check out, find the one where they're talking about nineteen seventeen, especially if you've seen nineteen seventeen. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh Garth mentions another one that I actually enjoy a whole lot is uh Mr. Sunday movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consistently watch his stuff, but every now and then he'll pop out a video that like, Oh yeah, I do wanna I do wanna hear that. Because him and uh him and James, it's uh the two of them on that channel, they they like the real rejects have honestly even a drier sense of humor to be honest. Uh he he is somebody it's like hey you're watching my channel that's cool thank you whatever that's that's all right he 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 has perfected the nonchalant guys like hey you know hey welcome to my channel all right and it's hilarious he's, he's also got that thick australian accent too but he is uh he's somebody who who does a lot of actually like Loki, where he makes it sound like he doesn't care as much, yeah. he definitely does. I mean, he obviously mentions like, "Hey, we really appreciate you know you being on this channel," but the level of deep dives that he goes into some of his content sometimes is actually really worth checking out. He does some fun stuff, like he'll do, uh, like Garth mentioned, he does the caravan of garbage. Well, he'll he'll go back and highlight something, either it was an old movie or it was a adjacent product related to that that movie like say oh the topic of the day is fantastic four let's go back and watch you know the the 90s that old 90s fantastic four the movie. Nine, 94 roger corman yeah yeah or then he'll later on he, he did the uh the later fantastic four movies um Which, just as good as the 94 roger corman one yeah or like there's <laughs> an x-men subject and he goes back and does like an old x-men video game of some sort and yeah. highlights some of the silly they just go through and just talk about some of the silly things and some of that stuff i'm like well this was kind of weird it's weird but he just he just goes in depth on a lot of the content and he does it in such a funny way uh the other one speaking of weird who's the guy that does the uh, weird trailers Aldo. Oh, Aldo Jones. I haven't seen him in a minute. I haven't seen him do stuff, but his well, stuff was really good. He, he 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 does really weird tra- I don't know how to describe it. He does really good cuts and like little I, stuff. I would describe his trailers, his re-edits of these shows as a cluster F. A cluster F of like mushroom tripping just whatever. Just random just he'll and he's got he's got mainstays that he throws in there. Like he'll throw the uh, emo Peter Parker from Spider Man three just in the middle of bully, the trailer somewhere. Bully Peter. Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire, yeah. Uh or the uh Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Hey, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he does all sorts of stuff. Uh that's that's a channel that yeah, I, again, I haven't seen a lot from him lately, but we also again haven't seen trailers lately. So yeah. The the other ones I I kind of want to wrap this up uh, that I want to call out are the lists 
There's a couple. There's a couple of good list ones. At least the ones I know I watch. watch I will. Mojo. I will enjoy a Watch Mojo list every once in a while. A lot of their stuff does get stale, and they kind of like repackage the same list under a different like title or viewpoint and stuff. Uh, but Watch Mojo, I, I can I can get yeah. into that. Uh, what culture is a good one? Also, what culture is made up of a bunch of British people that all have like really they have good personalities. They have like good jokes and stuff, but they also are very insightful on how they describe movies. Uh, so I kind of like them, especially uh, was it Ash uh, talking about any horror movies? Yeah, uh, she's she's fantastic at horror movie talks. I would love to see her do like a horror movie exhibition in the Schmodown. In the Schmodown, if she was able to get on that. Uh, and then the other one that I would say that uh, I w- probably saving the best for last uh, is uh, Sean Chandler. Uh, that's how I first like stumbled upon his channels. He does like lists. He does break down. It's just him on his channel. So he will rate movies. Like he, he'll pick movie categories. Like he'll do all the Batman movies and he'll yeah. rate them all. Or, uh, his commitment to his topics are impressive though. Yes. Since, since we've had opportunities to talk with him and kind of get insight into how he does his stuff. Uh, first of all, he's also from Austin. So yeah. <laughs> fellow Austinite if like you, us. If you watched the episode where he was actually on the show, yeah, um, yeah, he he does a lot of really good detail. Like he commits to watching an entire series or an entire, almost an entire jo- certain genre, specific genre of some sort, in order to do these ranking videos. <laughs> Rank the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. So you know, mm. you know that you're getting an opinion of somebody who is well versed in their opinion, has taken the time to really flesh out their opinion and yeah. kind of form it. That's yeah. That's something that I really like about him because you don't see again. It comes down to how much commitment are you spending on the product that you're selling on YouTube. He does a lot. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the things. It's it's nice talking to him because what he does is kind of what I would like to aspire to. I don't want to copy him, no. but like his commitment to Sparkle Motion and what he does with his YouTube channel is something that I want to. I want Cinefanatics to be. You need to watch out a plane engine's gonna fall on you. Yeah. I want to I, I want to push to that kind of work because like we've seen his through his videos, he makes announcements as to what videos are coming through the week. He creates his own schedule. Yeah. And he sticks to it. And he is his, like you, yeah, he works for himself. He's his own boss, yes, but he is literally his own boss. He puts this out there and he holds He's gotta hold his, himself to it. His his YouTube viewers are essentially holding him to it and He's good with it. He's loyal to these viewers. He's successful, and that's what continues to drive his popularity. And on top of that, he's extremely knowledgeable about movies to boot. So, uh, yeah, he's coming for the Schmodown, and I believe the Schmodown is going to have some fun competition once he enters. Uh, That's going to be a blast. We'll see. We'll see how everything turns out and shakes out next year, but... Anyway, um, the other thing was there anything else that I would say not necessarily focused on movies, but maybe like slightly movie like that on YouTube that you like anything that might touch upon movies? For example, the one I, I like calling out because I like cooking. I'm also a big fan of binging with Babish because he typically <laughs> will recreate meals from like movies and TV, TV shows. shows. Yeah. So you get that movie aspect of it, but you also get to enjoy watching someone cook and then he explains it in such a way it's real easy to recreate how he's cooking he's not a professional chef but he recreates stuff i would trust him more than a lot of other people in the kitchen though yeah (laughs) definitely uh so anything else like that where it's just kind of like yeah 
uh, where it's like cooking adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but not cooking adjacent, movie adjacent type content. If there's anything else that we could think of, I, I can't off the top of my head right now. And we're uh, we're getting to the part where we need to wrap up the show anyway. So yeah. Uh, so as y'all notice, uh, there wasn't much talk about Schmodown. We're mentioning, but we're really not talking about Schmodown. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so real quick, briefly, we are coming into the uh, Inner Geekdom semifinal matches. We will be reacting to those live. Uh, again, if you haven't heard before, our reactions that we typically do to the Schmodown, we are shifting gears and we are going to be doing live streaming. Typically, if at all possible, we will be getting a special guest yeah. on it with us. So our very first one is coming up Thursday night. We will be doing a live reaction to the Barbarian versus uh, John Humphrey yeah. in the Inner Geekdom. For, yeah, for right now, we can do what's coming up this week as far as... Yes, we 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 were go we went ahead and nailed down who we've got coming up this week. Yeah, so our first episode we will have uh, the Schmodown editor extraordinaire, uh, Mister Nerd Chronic Eric Rodriguez. Hashtag Yodi for Chronic. Yeah, hashtag Yodi for Chronic. He will be joining us on there. Um, and then let's go ahead and mention uh, Friday as well. Yeah, so Friday uh, is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be. Uh, I went ahead and jumped over to uh, a certain point of view for those of you guys who are up to date with your, your Schmodown reactors and after shows. These guys are putting out a fantastic product. They're doing a great job uh, coming from pretty much nowhere and just really making a huge splash on the scene at this point. Yeah, They're going to be one of those big mainstays, I think, that we see for, for years to come now. Uh, but I got the chance to go over on their show and hang out with them and kind of chat about the uh, singles tournament bracket for the singles tournament that's coming up here pretty soon. And that was a lot of fun. It was great hanging out with them. But uh, in the process, we also have now uh, Jake Berlin from that channel is going to come hang out with us and actually do the reaction with us on Friday for the uh, Alex Damon versus Mike Kalinowski match. Yeah. So that's going to be a good one to watch. So that'll be live this Friday on this very channel with Jake Berlin. Yeah. So typically what's going to happen with these is that we're not necessarily going to hold to a specific time that these drop on. So you're going to want to follow us on social media as we make the announcements mm -hmm. there as far as what times these happen. Uh, right now, I know for the Thursday one, we're aiming for about 7 p.m. I believe time. like 7 p.m. Central Time. Central Time. So uh, however that shakes out in your time zone. And then for the one with Jake, uh, I believe we're – I actually need to talk talk with you and him probably about uh, maybe 30 minutes off on this. But somewhere yeah. around the 6 o'clock Central range, Time. Central Time again. Yeah. Uh, we live in the central time zone. Uh, somewhere around that time, we will be doing the uh, reaction with him as well. We might go a little bit earlier, uh, but look for get on the social media. Look for the announcements for those. And then we have some big ones coming up for the a big one coming up for the finals. But uh, we will drop that later. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to mention who we've got, but I will throw a hint on there. We may have someone from the dungeon joining us. We may have someone from the dungeon joining us. It remains to be seen. Anyway, as we get into the finals of the Inner Geekdom Tournament, it might be nice to have someone from the dungeon. You're saying enough. That's enough. <laughs> um, so anyway, you're yeah, you're going to want to keep on our channel here. We're going to be doing some great things in regards to Schmodown uh, reactions still, changing up how we talk about the Schmodown on this channel, making it a new kind of a show, doing some new things with it. So, uh, Yeah, we'll dive more in deep on those. 
come on back and hang out with us. Yeah, be a ton it's of fun. Gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, if you listen to audio, click over our channel, subscribe on the YouTube channel, and come hang out with us. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then we got other things we're working on with this channel uh, that will probably be releasing. I'm gonna say like within the next month or we so. We can't we can't specify when it's being released because there, there's still stuff other, we're, that's we've got other on. ideas of things that we want to try on this channel. I've got to make some have some conversations with some people and yeah, I got to see a man about a horse. <laughs> oh, you got to pee, huh? Of course, of course. Oh, okay. So we got to wrap this up because, well, it's been two hours. Uh, we've had a fairly perfectly ran show tonight. So, uh, again, thank you to all of you in the chat for uh, interaction, for comments. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. Uh, let's go ahead and let me get the headphones because we're going to start wrapping this thing up. Make sure you follow us yeah. on Twitter and Instagram at MLP. Again, that's where we're going to be dropping a lot of news. Uh, we're going to, again, we're going to be asking more questions, hopefully having more interactions with people watching us. That's where you're going to want to follow us to have parts of these interactions yeah because we're going to be doing some more and more stuff interacting with the chat during these types of shows so we want to we want to hang out with you guys and get all the information from you guys that we need to get in order to do that but also another way that you can interact with us again hop on that patreon if you guys are not a part of the patreon yet uh again we're going to be trying to grow and grow and grow on a bunch of stuff on this channel and we cannot do it without you so if you can (laughs) if you want to jump on that patreon uh, there's a bunch of different tiers on there that you can jump on. The $1, the $5, or the $10. This channel will grow. This channel will grow. We're going to be growing <laughs> the Patreon also. We're going to be adding tiers as we get more and more members jumping on there. So there's going to be some new and fun stuff that we're going to be doing as we grow. But again, we cannot do it without our, our wonderful supporters out there in the audience world. So we, we would really appreciate it if you're not a part of it. Consider jumping on the uh, Patreon today and uh, mm-hmm. helping us out, getting us to where we need to get to. Yeah. Anyways, uh, as you see below our names, you can find our individual Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Robert Adams MLP, Chris Adams MLP. Uh, you can follow us on there as well. And I think that's going to just about do it. Wrap it up. Ooh, there is definitely a delay in the headset. Anyways, hitting that music. That's going to do it for this show tonight. Again, thank you all for watching. It's been a blast. And stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yeah. Like what they say in all movies, stay hydrated. It's hot here. Y'all have a great evening. Good night. See ya.